Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Ramadeka. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. Missing in action once again, whale shirt himself, Kyle Budzanowski. We didn't change his nickname. We didn't change his nickname. No, it's always been whale shirt. Do not go back and look at our archives, and do not go back and watch all those great YouTube episodes. Don't do it. Whatever you do, don't do it. Uh, Mike, we got a lot to go over today. We've got, obviously, the the trade, the Quandra Dix trade by the Lions, some people are upset about it. I'm not as upset. Maybe that makes me a bad fan, especially after upset. reading the kind of the rationale behind the trade. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that people will maybe can be talked off the ledge a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk the NBA seasons finally here. Uh, we're going to talk, you know, our expectations for the Pistons. You know, who our early favorites are to win the championship. We're going to talk Isaiah Todd, the premier five-star power forward, committing to the University of Michigan. Jawan Howard's first big fish land. Um, he's a potential one and done guy that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk Michigan's ginormous win over Notre Dame yesterday and how dominant they looked. I can't believe I said that out loud. And we're going to talk, we're going to check in on the AEW uh, NXT Wars here. We're officially a month in, Mike, so let's go back and kind of check and see where we're at, how we're feeling about both shows, and, you know, as we kind of go forward here into the upcoming new year. Lots of stuff to go over. Um, Let's just go right into it. The Lions trade away Quandre Diggs to the Seattle Seahawks for a fifth-round pick in 2020. Um, let's just kind of get some of the misconceptions out of the way right now. No, the Lions could not have gotten more for Quandre Diggs. I see that all the time where they just go, well, if they were going to trade him, they at least should have gotten like a third. Okay, just because your evaluation of the importance of a player is a third-round pick does not mean every other team in the league's evaluation of a player mm-hmm. is a third-round pick. I think people sometimes don't get that. It's just like the Lions just call people like, what will you give us? And they're like, we'll give you a fifth-round pick and a ham sandwich. That sounds like really good. I like ham sandwiches. Yeah. Like that's really, You know what I mean? Like I think people don't understand that you can't just go, hey, I want a first-round pick, and they're going to go, no. Yeah. Okay. Well, good talk. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's called negotiating. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, let's let's put it in perspective here. His contract balloons up to seven million dollars a year, and he's being phased out of the defense. You don't have a ton of legs to stand on. Okay. Um. That that's the first thing. Just your thoughts on the impact of the trade, if any, really, uh, um, on the defensive side. I mean, the defense is atrocious, so yeah. I don't think it's really going to do anything. No. I mean, I don't think he's <clears> that <throat> much of an impact player, and if anything, he's been hurt the last three to four weeks right so right what do you I, I'd rather have the third round pick that we got play some snaps mm-hmm. if right you're gonna have that and free up that space for an yes. extra guy that you need rather than have him there hurt and, the whole time right and so, you make a great point right will Harris a third round pick at a Boston College I know that people were kind of surprised but if you look at Bob Quinn's track record even at the safety position Tracy Walker Third round pick. Everyone's like, who the hell's Tracy Walker? Oh, he's just our best safety. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And what did they do that for? To phase out Glover. He was getting a little bit older, losing a step. Even though they did an extension, they rewarded him for playing well. Hey, thanks for your service, but we got to let you go. You know, and because we have this guy ready to go. You know, Will Harris and even Tavon Wilson, who's a little bit up there in age, but he fits that scheme a little bit better, have both played better in limited snaps. Compared to Quandre this season. I know people don't like to hear that, but that is the rationale. And I don't always back every Lions trade. Sometimes, I remember one year, I think Mayhew traded Mike for Mike Thomas from Jacksonville Jaguars. They traded a second-round pick for him. I almost lost my mind. Um, but the point being is that in this situation, I think they've insulated themselves where they like their depth, right? They like Will Harris back there. He plays that Patrick Chung type of position for the Lions that, that you would see in New mm-hmm. England. They, they like bigger they like bigger defensive backs. Yeah. Every defensive back they drafted is a bigger guy. Warrior, bigger dude. Coleman, bigger guy. Slay, bigger guy. You know, these guys are all bigger people. Even Rashawn Melvin has some good height to him. I think he's over six feet tall. They, six two. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, exactly. So they don't roll with that low. And with with Coleman playing as well as he has, you don't. The versatility that Diggs afforded you originally is kind of wasted because he's not playing in the slot. He's got the most missed tackles in the league right now. And if you're being replaced at the safety spot, where are you going to yeah. be? You know what I mean? I can also see because some the argument of yeah. well, you could have gotten more. I think that for this specific scenario, I think maybe you could have at least tried to get more. Yeah. Only because when you look at Seattle, yeah. that defense, 
I think their weakness is the safety spot. Absolutely. And you could have exploited that being, right. listen, if you really want the safety, yeah. a third or fourth maybe is right. what it's going to take to No get doubt, him. absolutely. Because you look at their D-line, you got like Ziggy, mm-hmm. who's actually healthy and playing well. Yep. Jadavian Clowney's there. Yep. Their linebackers are some of the best in the league right now with Bobby Wagner. That, that defense is low-key, very underrated. It's, it's very sport. underrated, and yeah. that one position that you're really missing is mm-hmm. that safety position. Right. And if you got that mm-hmm. upgrade in in the position, right? You're, you might become even yeah. the elite, and maybe that was the upsell. Maybe, was maybe, like, maybe, maybe we, that maybe they, they, they can get to. Yeah, you know, they're like, we'll give you a six. You need, yeah, at least you know a five, mean? right? Exactly, and it's and we don't know for sure, but right. I think like for the p- people wanting to argue that point, yeah, I, I could totally see that. that Specifically, argument. the team itself. I know that they got some calls about him, you know, mm-hmm. and they kind of made some calls. And we've also got some reports, too, that they are looking to be buyers in this upcoming trade deadline, the Lions are, specifically the running back position, because On's going to be out pretty much the rest of the year, which yeah. is unfortunate. Uh, big shout-out to Eric Baldwin, who called that, my, my buddy at work. He was like, we can't have nice things, so he's clearly not going to make the whole year. Um, but, yes, I mean, yeah, team captain, fan favorite, um, six-round pick out of Texas. I mean, he played, he played his butt off, clearly, mm-hmm. for this team, you know, and we thank him for the service, you know, but... I think people need to kind of temper expectations when they trade away a guy and you got to go, okay, well, man, he was really awesome. Okay, just because he was a starter doesn't mean that he was necessarily playing mm-hmm. at what they want to do. They have to plan for the future, and especially because you've got guys like Jesse James, Trey Flowers. Some of these contracts are kind of backloaded. Diggs' uh, contract extension that he signed balloons up to, like, I think, $2 million and then $7 million in 2021. So that's $7 million off your books two years from now that's probably going to go to those guys and, and other potential free agents later on down the road. So mm-hmm. you guys got to kind of think about the long-term planning here. You're 2-3-1, and one, okay? Clearly Super Bowl aspirations kind of out the window. So you need to start planning already to kind of, you know, get ready to go for upcoming seasons because that's what good franchises do. You have to be able to not kick the can down the road like they did with Sue and the Fairley situation and Kelvin and all that other stuff where you can't afford anybody because and the people that you do have aren't playing well for you. So you guys got to kind of think long-term planning a little bit. Sucks to see him go. He's going to a better football team, so maybe he wins a championship out of it. Who the hell knows? You know, Russell Wilson's playing out of his mind right now. So, um Let's talk. Uh, let's talk Michigan Notre Dame for the first half of the show here. Um, Forty-five fourteen dominant performance by the Wolverines. First top ten victory for Harbaugh. Period. <laughs> um, I wish Kyle was here. I know he was stoked. We were watching it uh, together, the three of us. Just, just your overall impressions on the Wolverine. I mean, it's a huge win. Don't, yeah. don't get me wrong. I feel like this win would be even bigger if they hadn't just lost to Penn State and Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? So, I mean, but they moved to 6-2. and two. You know, they're going to move, obviously, up probably top 15, if I had to guess, yeah. just based off of the performance. Well, you'll they probably, they'll probably be around the 12 area. Yeah. Because everyone else who lost this weekend also. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's a good call. Like, yeah, a couple upsets. Yeah, a yeah, couple people all Wisconsin in that same lost, area. So. Exactly. So, I mean, thoughts on, on Michigan, you know, really with the dominant performance. I, that's the first time I think we've been able to say that all year where they played a quality opponent, where they basically, from yeah. the start of the game to the end of the game, there there was no relenting. Especially the weather, I get that, but like from the onset of the game, it was just Michigan all the way through. Yeah. Um, well, they had a lead for 60 <coughs> minutes of the game. So yeah, that's, that's crazy. Or at least like 55, because they right. went 3 nothing. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it was very dominant. Defense actually looked very well. Yeah. Only averaging 1.8 yards per play up mm-hmm. to about midway through the third quarter. Right. So that's mm-hmm. that's amazing on this hard, <laughs> on a on a top ten team. That's right. Yeah, this really team. I mean, this team is pretty much complete from last year's Final Four run mm-hmm. for the most part, quarterback and all. Yeah. So it's not like this is a a different Notre Dame team than we saw last year. Mm-hmm. Um, their offense looked very well, even though they just ran the ball a whole lot. Yeah. Um, it was basically, this game came down to who can run the ball better. Yeah. And obviously you just you saw, saw Michigan's O-line just said, we're going to run the ball more and that's, on you. And that's a change. That's that, a change that's in itself. never happened this right. year. Even in great conditions, mm-hmm. we can't run the ball. So that was amazing <laughs> to see. And uh, Shea Patterson, the few throws that he did throw, mm-hmm. they did look very well. So yeah. overall, great yeah, I, yeah, I thought it was a great performance. Really, I think you're building up. If if there is a shining light in this season, I mean, you're you're six and two. 
You've lost two Big Ten games already, so a Big Ten championship probably ain't going to be a thing. But if you can build up some momentum going into the Ohio State game, mm-hmm. right? I mean, do they play Michigan State next week? Is that next week? No, they play them in like three weeks. Oh, really? I always forget how late it yeah. is this Well, year. they play uh, Maryland, yeah. a bye week, and then Michigan State. Okay, all right. So, yeah, I, always, I, I forgot it was way later in the yeah. schedule this year. But okay, but either way, you go, you're go. you going to probably go beat Maryland. you got to buy. I would assume you beat Michigan State. Uh, yeah. But you're really building up some momentum, hopefully kind of starting to find the stride a little bit to prepare for that Ohio State game. you know. And I think that if they can go out and really play well the rest of the season, I think that the fire Harbaugh thing will kind of die down a little bit. I think people will kind of see, okay, maybe we can kind of start doing this with yeah. or without Shea Patterson because that's, that's you know, regardless of the point. But, um, you know, let's talk a little bit, too, about the rest of what happened in the Big Ten. Well, Ohio State, a huge victory yeah. over Wisconsin. I mean, what a dominant performance there. Is there anybody that's beating Ohio State this year? Before uh, the Final Four? Before the Final Four? Um, I would say no. I would like to see when Penn State plays them. I think they play them at home. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they go to Ohio State win. I think they went to Penn State they would win. Yeah. Um, but they play at Ohio State. Yeah. So they probably tough don't place. win. That's a tough place to play. The shoe was tough. So unless Michigan pull it out <clears> at home, uh, that's the only team that I see that yeah. can beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably the best Ohio State team we've seen in the past Ten years. Yeah, I, I look in. I look. Know, I like in this fantastic. team to the Troy Smith team when they beat Michigan when they were the number one team all year. The Jim Trestle team yeah. with Ted Ginn and all that stuff. I mean, that was a dominant group. I think they had AJ Hawk on the defense at that point. I mean, you had you know two top ten picks from that draft. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and they didn't even win the national championship because they lost their Meyer. But yeah. point being, though, that, that was a really, really, really good football team. This team looks legit. It it, does. Re- it really does. I was really hoping that Wisconsin was going to be able to run the ball down their throat. They could not, no. not even in the slightest. I think what we saw more than anything was Wisconsin got exposed a little bit more than anybody else because yeah. it went, quarterback can't do nothing. Yeah. Make quarterback make plays. Ain't happening. So you know, I just this Big Ten season is kind of shaking out weird because Ohio State theoretically, without the exception of Penn State's, really got an easy road up until Michigan because you're just like, I don't see, I don't see a team on their schedule that's going to be able to pull that upset the way they're playing right now. Mm-hmm. Like, like this Wisconsin game for me was a benchmark to say, okay, if they beat Wisconsin by three scores, then you're like, okay, then I'll say they're legit because they haven't played anybody until then. Not only did they beat them by three scores, they dominated that mm-hmm. football game from like the end of the second quarter all the way through, Wisconsin had no business being in that football game. Yeah. No business. You know? Very unfortunate because that's our one like glimmer. Yeah, right. To, like, it was exactly. Like, 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 oh, oh boy. Time. Yeah, exactly. It's like, maybe they can lose, then we can win out and we beat them, then maybe yeah, we well, you can get in the, the Big Ten Championship. Now your, right? o- your only, only hope is <laughs> yeah. maybe Penn State. Yeah, Penn State can win. Us. Yeah, right. They only need one loss because if, if Michigan can somehow – you know, make a deal with the devil and get a victory against Ohio State, then you're then you're kind of in that conversation. Then you can be in the Big Ten Championship. Yeah, if Penn State loses yeah. to also. But exactly. That's unlikely. So the, Michigan's basically out of it. Ohio oh, State's yeah. dominating it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually a lot of fun to watch. I yeah, like dominance, so. yeah. I mean, it's it's fun because it makes because you know if you're not if you're not a Michigan or Michigan State fan and you just love college football, where you look at this Final Four shaping up now, right, with the uncertainty at Bama a little bit, you know, with the quarterback situation, even though they're steamrolling everybody, you know, Trevor Lawrence is still at Clemson, and that's and Trevor Lawrence has not had the season everybody thought he would, right? He's leading yeah. the ACC in interceptions right now, even though they're undefeated. Um, Oklahoma just lost. Yeah. You know. Do you think the Clemson thing comes <clears> off of? You're having a rough time a freshman quarterback winning the national championship, knowing he has to stay two more years. Like, yeah, I think I think he's, he's kind of like, like this is like I've done this already. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. like I'm, he's like checked out because he's like, yeah. why am I still here? Like I just right. won the national championship last year, mm-hmm. and now I, ha- I have to be here two more years. Yeah, and like I th- it's one of those like I wish right. if you like I feel like they should make a caveat where if you're the freshman quarterback, you win the national championship and you're ready. I feel like then you should be able to leave because yeah. now you're just like. I already accomplished mm-hmm. the goal that I wanted to come here to do. Right. I can't get For, any higher. I can't get any higher than this. <laughs> yeah. So now um, he's just going through the motions, I feel like. Yeah, I think that I think it's tough because a lot of people I think the expectations too are then immediately like a quadrillion times higher, yeah, right? That's you know. True. Like if they don't even win the national championship last year, it's like, okay, you know, fresh quarterback, he struggled a little bit. He's mm-hmm. still got two more years to grow and he grows into the thing. But because you won it and the way they won it, right? I mean, he was very well insulated. Don't get me that Clemson team was stacked. Um, but 
he played very well when he needed to. So now you're you're kind of like saying, okay, you're the guy. Here you go. Here's the keys. Chuck it down the field a million times, yeah. you know, and, and you're not seeing. I mean, they're still undefeated. They're still a very good yeah. football team, but he hasn't been, I quote unquote, as dominant as people would like him to be. And yeah. I think, and I think a little bit, he's like, what do you want me to do? I just won a national championship. I just yeah. beat Alabama straight up. Like, I just went and destroyed them. Yeah. So, what do you want well, me to do? Well, when you look at his stats, like, his stats last year were about the same, too. It's right. not like he's like, right. oh, this year he's taking a big dive. Like, his regular season, he's just like, Going through the motions, yeah. it really comes down to if they make the final four, and I'm going to say if because right. you know this committee could be crazy a little bit. Yeah, um, if they make the final four, that's when you got to go. Okay, now is he going to step up what he did last year, mm-hmm. or are they going to take the step back? And right. Like, if they lose it this year, I think that would put the chip on the shoulder to go win it the next year, and then he can leave. Right. Right. Yeah. I think. I think. I think. I think well, it's tough because, like you said, right? Like I can't get. It's like the Cardell Jones situation. He comes in for like three games. In the biggest of games, yeah. right, wins the national championship, and I was like, "You should probably go leave for the draft." He's like, "No, I want to go play." And he's like, "I was like, no, you should probably go leave because your stock will never be higher yeah. than right now." That's what I mean. Like Trevor yeah. Lawrence's stock was so high last yeah. year, but yeah. now two years are gonna go by, and now it's gonna yeah. be like, "You don't win the national championship since your freshman year." That's a little right, exactly. Looks a little You're bad. Gonna, yeah, it's it's like, weird. It's like it's almost like ruins your draft stock. Yeah, it's if it yeah, can. yeah. The NFL is weird because it's like you look at guys like even like Justin Herbert. Or, you know, some of those guys, and you go, they haven't won anything in college, you know, but yeah. yet they're going to be a first-round pick mm-hmm. this upcoming season. So, you know, the yeah, NFL's weird when yeah. it comes to that. You know, it's like, uh, who was it? Like, you know, even years like Ryan Tannehill and Blake Bortles and those people, you're like, oh, man, this is the top prospect of the year, you know, for yeah. quarterbacks. And you go, really? Like, Baker and Kyler. The convo- the, yeah, right, yeah, that's, yeah. Like, right, literally yeah. the last two years, yeah. they both got bounced in the first round. Right, yeah, exactly. Of the college football playoff, and you're just like, oh, right. but... They're gonna be the number one pick and not right. Yeah, like this guy mm-hmm. just won the national championship. Like, yeah, it's wild. it's crazy how the NFL kind of does that. But even guys like like I look at Bortles, UCF guy, and you're like, oh, this is a weak quarterback class. Clearly, you know what I mean. Yeah. And then he's a top three pick, and you're like, okay, yep. sure, whatever you say. Even guys like Goff and Wentz, right? Mm-hmm. Like Goff played at Cal. Cal was awful. Cal didn't do anything special, you know, while he was there. You know, obviously. who who'd be your top four right now? Quarterbacks? No, no, like top four in the playoffs. Oh, top right four now. in the playoff? Um, uh, I mean, Bama, obviously, Ohio State. Um, it's probably two in my mind right now, Ohio honestly. Two? It's just two. Um, I would maybe put them at one. Yeah. That's... Um, and then it, I would probably say Clemson and then, oh, jeez. Like LSU? Yeah, probably. LSU is probably right there, too. Do I mean, th- LSU was putting up one hell of a resume. Do you, do I you mean, think my goodness. the loser of Alabama LSU doesn't get in? See that's it, right now the way it stands. I think they have a chance to because you have team because the Big Ten is beating each other up so much right now. With the exception of Ohio State, there's not another team that justifies that spot. Yeah. There's nobody else in the ACC that justifies that spot. Washington's already I think has one or two, two losses. Yeah. It's got two losses, so they're out of the picture. Notre Dame, the one albatross of a program that could somehow get in there anyway, they now have two losses and just got destroyed by Michigan. So there is no way they should ever even sniff contention now. Yeah. Georgia is the only. team team that I think is has a chance. Do you think Oregon and Oklahoma have a chance still? Oklahoma, I think, does if they win out and mm-hmm. dominate throughout. Um, I don't think Oregon does, though. Okay. I, I don't. And the only reason why I think Oklahoma, because... Once again, it's not about necessarily who they beat. It's about, oh, it's Oklahoma. Yeah. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, and that's not a great answer, clearly, but I think that you got Jalen Hurts, got Lincoln Riley. That offense is so explosive, even though the defense is literally a leaky faucet. Um, I think that they get, and because they're an iconic program, I think they get a nod over a, over an Oregon. Yeah. Because I think Oregon had to be perfect throughout the yeah. entire year to get a, to having a, a chance to be in the conversation to to be there. Because I think if they were undefeated and you're looking at Oklahoma with one or two losses or whatever, or they win the Big 12 but they still have that loss to, who they just lose to, Kansas State, um, I would take Oregon because Oregon's undefeated. They yeah. won the they won the Pac-12 or Pac-10. So I guess yeah. this is going to go into a long talk now. Is, yeah. Should Oregon have scheduled Auburn to start the season then? Because yeah. that's your one loss right. is to a ranked Right. Top ten Auburn team, right? And since you lose, so now you kind of lose your spot where you could have played. Yeah, 
Right, and you know, that's Texas Southern. Right. And yeah, you've gone and we, by a lot. Yeah. Now you're undefeated. We talked about that at the beginning of the year too. That you know, you see teams like Alabama. You look at their schedule and you go, "Oh my gosh!" Like Minnesota, we were just talking about yesterday. Yeah, that one of the most easiest. Yeah. Ske- they're going to be undefeated before they play anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, be- and you're just like, they haven't played any. I mean, they played like UNLV. Like that doesn't even count as yeah. a school. You know what I mean? So it's it's tough, but at the same time, I think that their rationale was we have a good enough team, hopefully, to maybe make the Final Four. So if we can beat Auburn. And then go on a tear the rest of the year. Then we have that marquee outside of conference win yeah. to kind of get them there. Yeah. So I think that's where they're kind of they're struggling. I think though that if Bama goes undefeated and then they lose to LSU or whatever, I think that there's still a good chance they make it. Yeah, because they play them in like two weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if LSU goes undefeated, Alabama loses to LSU. They don't even get the SEC championship game because yeah. they're on the same oh, side. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So they play playing like Georgia for the SEC championship. Yeah. Mm. Does that and if say that's Georgia tough. beats LSU, then that's tough. is Alabama somehow slipping in at a? You know what's you know sad? What I mean? you know, what's, what's sad to me, honestly, and and I don't know if you agree with this, but I feel like it almost hurts LSU more to not be in the SEC championship than it does Bama. Yeah. Because if Bama were to lose to LSU, but then they win the rest of their games in dominant fashion, LSU, say, wins the SEC, right? LSU's in. I think if the roles are reversed and Bama beats LSU, but then LSU goes on to tear the rest of the year and they only have that one loss, mm-hmm. I don't think LSU gets in. Yeah, I That's how that's, stupid is that? That's, that's what I mean, though. they've had that's a tougher situation. schedule. That's, that's the part where I'm like, I almost want LSU then to get there because... I want at least there to be a thought that Bama maybe doesn't get in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, because that's why And they should be punished for not making the SEC Championship and be like, okay, you had seven games where you played blind kids in wheelchairs. So there yeah, needs to be some That's difference. my argument, though, yeah. is if LSU beats Alabama and then they play Georgia in the SEC Championship, yeah. say even Georgia wins it, yeah. then you have Georgia with SEC Championship, LSU beat Alabama, mm-hmm. and somehow you're going to be like, oh, well, Alabama's going to sneak in at the four spot. Yeah, that I'm can't, go, yeah, that can't that be a case. Out? Yeah, that can't you know, be a thing. Yeah. It would almost so, help Bama more if LSU wins the SEC Championship. Yeah, because then Georgia other. gets out. Right, and exactly. Yeah. exactly. But one, I, the, the SEC bias is... So stupid. That's to the thing me. we it's, look yeah. at. Oh, absolutely, later. and I can't wait when, when we kind of get a little bit closer. It's gonna it, when everything kind of starts to flesh itself out a little bit. That's when st- this kind of talk is really gonna get uh, up in there. I wish we could be talking about Michigan having a chance at it, or yeah. even Spartans for that matter. But Spartans haven't scored a touchdown. Spartans are even pretty, worse. Yeah, no kidding. Good lord. But oh we my. all want to fire Jim Harbaugh. But <laughs> state, I guess, is fine with uh, yeah, four yeah, and four. Yeah, exactly. Twenty one and tw- I think these twenty three and twenty one over the last four years, Michigan State yeah. is. They haven't. Scored in nine consecutive quarters <laughs> until yesterday. Nine consecutive. I think I saw quarters. something where it's like Michigan State before that touchdown hadn't scored since the de- debut of the Joker movie. <laughs> yeah, October fifth. Literally, <laughs> that's awesome. That is like all right. After the break, we're going to talk Michigan again, but we're going to talk Michigan basketball. Then we're going to talk the debuting NBA season this year. Yes. I know Mike is. Super so, pumped about super that. Pumped. And then we're going to do an AEW NXT Wednesday Night War check-in a month in like we promised. All that great stuff after the break. Stick around. Hey guys, the Mouth of Michigan, Ramadeca. Just reminding you that today's sponsor for this week's episode is our boy, Nick DiStefano, the realtor. Now this guy, he's the guy who helped me buy my house. He's the guy who's helping a ton of people all across the great state of Michigan. And he is starting up his brand new firm, Nick DiStefano. You can contact him at nick at nickd.realty to get all of the information or hit us up on the show and we will get you his contact information. This guy is the best of the best. He'll make the great deals for you. He'll deal with crappy buyers. He'll deal with crappy sellers. He'll do it all for you. It was an absolute cakewalk for me and buying my first house to get the brand new studio that you guys know and love. That was him. He got us all set up for it, guys. He's the one who got the house for us. He knew my recommendation. He knew what I wanted. He knew how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms. He knew what Emily wanted. He knew even what Mike wanted. He Mike even wanted his own shot just to make sure that he had a spot just in case he got mad and wanted to leave his parents' house. All that good stuff. All he did was everything we asked of him. He went above and beyond for us. So once again, that's Nick DiStefano. Nick at Nick D. Dot Realty, or hit up the show, and we will get you in contact with one of the very best up-and-coming realtors in the state of Michigan. Now, here's part two of this week's episode. 
And welcome back to part two of episode 48 of the of the iMoys Right Sports Podcast. Almost getting to that year, Mike. I know. Almost getting there. All right. Let's talk um let's talk Michigan hoops for a second here. They you know they're they're going through their 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 pregame, their preseason kind of warm-ups there. And as much as we want to talk about the Spartans being the number one team, quote unquote, so far. At the start of the season, I want to talk about Michigan, though. Jawan Howard, the new Michigan basketball coach, uh, replacing John Belay, who left for the Cleveland Cavaliers, landed his first major acquisition since becoming Michigan's head coach. Isaiah Todd, power forward, five-star athlete for the 2020 class. Um, the first five-star recruit, I think, since like 2002, since I think they started measuring this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. for Michigan's, you know, some guy that I don't think Beeline would have landed, if we're just being honest. I don't think he would have even... He'd have been like, hey, we'll offer, but it ain't, yeah. ain't going to be a thing. Um, he, potential one-and-done guy. Just, I just want to talk briefly on what you think that this – how a big of an impact, not necessarily on the Michigan basketball team next year, the year after that, whatever, but as far as the new way Michigan looks to be trying to recruit, trying to get in that game with the Dukes, the North Carolinas, mm-hmm. the Kentuckys of the world where they're going, we're going to go right up there with you guys, and we're going to try to get a lot of these five-star, one-and-done athletes to kind of put together these super teams of guys and, and make runs with it. Do you yeah. think that's a smart move, or do you think you're kind of swimming in really, really deep waters? <laughs> um, well, I think it's a good move if you can pull it off. Yeah. Um, I've always been more of like – just develop. get the guys that you can get and develop yeah. them. I'd mm-hmm. rather have a guy stay for three years and right. have you coach and develop them than a one and done. Right. That's always been my thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, you're not like mad, like, oh my God, they got a five star. Yeah, right. But like, that, it's always good to get the five stars. Yeah. But at the same time, as long as he fits what mm-hmm. you're trying to do and the mold that you're trying yeah. to make, yeah. then it works out. But right. if, he, if you're just getting the five star, be like, oh, we got a five star. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. one five-star doesn't get you anywhere. Let's yeah. put it that way. Right, yeah, you absolutely. I mean? Like when Duke went, all right, we're going to get Zion, R.J. Barrett, and this guy, the top three guys in mm-hmm. the class, and we got all three of them, but none of them fit what they were trying to do because they were trying to shoot the ball the whole time, Yeah, none of them could shoot the ball. Then that's when you're going to see him losing the Elite Eight to somebody. <laughs> it's so much low-key shade just being thrown there. <laughs> Uh, none of them could shoot. That's awesome. Every Pelican and Nick fan just went, stop it. He can kind of shoot sometimes. Well, I hasn't even playing for eight weeks. Oh, my gosh. I know. Uh, did you see that meme out there of him? It's like one where it's like he slowly transforms into Greg Oden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Greg Oden, but you played for Ohio State. You deserve it. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you, though. I think that... I think that this is potentially the first domino to fall, and I think that if Michigan can start becoming a team that is in those conversations and landing those top tier talent, look out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes, and everyone's like, "Man, you know, we don't know what Juwan Howard's going to bring as a coach." I'm like, maybe it's not going to matter. Like, yeah. if you're able just to land yeah. all these guys and just go, and maybe, "Hey, we're, go out there and play." Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> you know maybe it's that mean? thing where you can just make your regular season record look so good, so you get that high seed, and yeah. then you can just make far runs in the yeah. championship. Yeah, exactly. Like Duke does. Yeah, pretty much. It doesn't yeah. Win anything, but <laughs> but he, Duke oh, does every once in a while. They will pull a national they championship. They will pull out. one. Yeah, I mean, I will. you know, I mean, they they won one a couple years ago with uh, what's his name uh, Okafor. Jaleel yeah. Okafor is their yeah. starter. They beat I think Spartans in the final four that year. Right. Yeah, 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 I think, I think so. so. Um, but yeah, you're right, right? It's a, it's one of those things. I just found it very interesting that a, it's our first five star recruit, and God knows how long, you know. And two, yeah, right. And two, I think that this is, you know, I think it's a huge, huge move for Juwan and and the start of his tenure as Michigan's head basketball coach. I would just really wish that we could have this Juwan Howard recruiting with Beeline's coaching, coaching ability. No and we could probably win a national championship every single year. Yeah, with no that. kidding. No kidding. That, but if, that's, that, that's if there is one flaw with Beeline, it was that we were never able to land like the super big fish. Yeah, we just get that. like the system guys and be yeah. like, okay, you're going to come in and shoot like five threes and make them a game, and that's it. Right. That's all you're going to do. Right. A point guard, you're just going to be athletic and just pass the ball. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. he has these specific things yeah. that everyone had to do, and if you did it, yeah, You're the man, such, and the team is really he was good. Such a great coach. He was. John Beeline was such if you, a great if coach. Juwan Howard goodness. can be like a little bit like Beeline. Yeah, this seems to me so good. Yeah, but if he like comes out and he like can't coach, but he has all these really good guys. Right. Then you're just gonna make like early exit. Yeah. Right. Sweet sixteen ish runs. Right. And that's the th- and that's the thing too. You really want to make sure that you know. And I think they've done a nice job of filling out the staff with former head coaches. Yeah, too. So they kind of help him and insulate Jawan a little bit. Um, I don't think this specific Michigan basketball team 
is going to be super amazing mm-hmm. in any regard. I think he lost a lot of talent that should have stayed. Poole, Brazdikas. A lot of guys left that probably shouldn't have looking Let's back. Have. No. Um, but at the same time, I will say that as long as they're competitive and, and in the hunt there at the end for a Big Ten championship, you know, if they're hanging in yeah. there with, with the Spartans especially and Purdue and a couple of those teams, I think that, that you will be like, okay, and now with the recruiting and they're able, and I think they're going to land this four-star center that's been that's got mm-hmm. us come out right there. I think there's a lot of guys where you go, okay, you know, if we're in on, if we're in on this and he's selling this whole thing and, you know, guys like LeBron and D. Wade are, are supporting him and guys from the league, because that's all these major, these five-star kids want, right? They want, can you get me to the league? That's all I care about. Mm-hmm. I don't care about winning at college. Who cares? Yeah. Get me to the league. Mm-hmm. Let me put up big numbers and get me to the NBA. Yeah. And if you can do that, you're going to land a lot of these guys. Mm-hmm. Straight up. That's what Calipari's done. Kentucky ain't won nothing for years. Yeah. But, but all their guys all go, all Every year. Every year. It's Kentucky, 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 Duke, Carolina, Duke, 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 every once in a while, a random guy. You know what I mean? It's just what it and is. one Virginia guy. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, you know, I just wanted to mention it because I do think it is a it is a important first step for Michigan to land a guy like a blue chipper yeah. like like this kid it is, is really. And I think that's I think that's huge for the for the state, for the program and I think it gets people talking uh something positive about about the program, which is always good. Um all right, let's jump right in to the NBA though. Uh, the NBA season officially opened last week. Clippers and Lakers went at it. Clippers got the W by 10, I believe, over the Lakers. Sorry, Mike. Um, <laughs> uh, Pistons opened up, got a big win over the Indiana Pacers, minus Victor Oladipo, taking advantage of that, yeah. and then proceeded to drop the next two to Atlanta and Philadelphia as we stand to this today. Um, right? They lost yesterday, right? Yes. Yeah, they did. Um, let's just start, though, just talking Pistons first, just for a second here. What is what is your ceiling for this basketball team? You know, I mean, they cut ISO Joe. Couldn't believe it. I mean, oh, my God. He was an talking, MVP. I know, he was a big three MVP, my goodness. Um, but Derrick Rose looks phenomenal, mm-hmm. right, in his management. It's, I think, you know, Kennard, going to be a player. I think Drummond's playing really well right now. I think they need to get Reggie healthy. Obviously, Blake is not is out right now. Yeah. But it, this team collectively with everybody healthy, I'm looking at, like, I think you could easily be a four seed in the East. I really do. I think if it all falls together, I think you could be a four seed. Um, yeah, that's about my ceiling. Yeah, like that's yeah, like, like that's if everything goes right. But I I really like this team. I think it's me really just liking D Rose and Kennard. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, I I think there's I think that's close to the ceiling. Um, I would say my top four in the East would be somewhere in the ballpark of like a Bucks, Sixers, yeah. Celtics, Pacers yeah. when Oladipo comes back. Yeah, and then you can throw in maybe yeah Toronto, Toronto too. and mm-hmm. stuff in there. Um. To make it real, actually, the Heat could make a little argument there. Yeah. Um, because they're really good right now, I guess. But I would say we're definitely in a playoff hunt. Yeah. I don't think there's eight teams in the East mm-hmm. that you can say, oh yeah, they're better than the Pistons. Mm-hmm. So I think we're in the playoff hunt. I would say the ceiling is about a four. Mm-hmm. I would say realistically, we're about a six or a yeah. six. Yeah. 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 I could. I could say that. Yeah. Six. For sure. Um. But, but possibly I, yeah. winning the uh, series because if you play someone like a Boston. Or Indiana, who could be a three. Yeah. That's a very winnable match. Absolutely. Though, other Absolutely. than the Bucks yeah. with Giannis. For sure. For sure. So Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt about positive. it. Yeah. I just like, what I like about this team is I like the depth. I really do. The co- the first couple guys off your bench, I am really, really yeah. high on right now. Like, like I've already said this. I think when I said it when they first signed D-Rose, D-Rose is going to be the starting point guard for this basketball team. And what I mean by starting point guard is in the fourth quarter, Last six minutes, who's in the game? Derrick Rose is in the game. Mm-hmm. Derrick Rose is in the game. Blake Griffin's in the game. Kennard's in the game. Drummond's in the game. Like those are your best players, right? I he'll he's never gonna oh he's never gonna go thirty five minutes a mm-hmm. game anymore. That's not what he does. But twenty six minutes and putting up twenty a night from your backup point guard sold. And what I think that does for this team too is I think it allows Reggie to do what he does best, which is help elevate guys around him. Mm-hmm. With his scoring ability, it, he doesn't need to be the fat pass first kind of point guard that I think is needed in this offense. Mm-hmm. Where if he's coming off the bench, right, and playing, you know, splitting time with D Rose, I think that with some of the backup guys that maybe don't have as much ability on the, like Bruce Brown, right, is not a quote unquote scoring threat. You know, mm-hmm. Markeith Morris is not a necessarily like a, oh my gosh, he's going to put up twenty five. 
every night. No. It's not going to happen. Yeah. But if he, if Reggie is the guy who can be that scoring threat on that team and put the guy, rest of that the rotation in a better position, I think that's going to really help them. Where if Blake goes off the court, we can't have a negative seven margin. You know what I mean? That can't happen every single night. Mm-hmm. They just can't. So, and you don't know how good Blake's going to be throughout the whole year, injuries and everything else. So with that being said, I think that that really helps kind of balance some of this stuff out. Especially you got Kennard coming off the bench still. I'm like, dude, Why? like he's your best freaking shooter. Put him on the court. Let's go. Like I get the love for Bruce Brown, but Bruce Brown come off the bench. Like, yes, why is that? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's really okay. Um, who is your favorite, though? I mean, we are so early in this season, early, injuries early. and everything else, obviously. But um, are the Lakers your favorite to win the championship this year? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm saying that. I say that just, <laughs> just because I already know the answer to this yeah. question, but I feel obligated to ask it. But um, are, are they truly the favorite this year? And if they don't win it this year, is that are like, all right, they're done. They're never going to. Do you think this is a? Do you think they have one year to get it done? Um, I wouldn't say necessarily it's one year, but mm-hmm. this is probably your best shot at it. Yeah. Because LeBron is an aging old man right now, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he can't. His fake hair is falling out. Yeah, he can't. He can't go another like three years at this pace. Mm-mm. So I think it's this year is like. You could say the year that it has to be done. You got a lot I think of guys could, in one-year deals yeah, right now. I know you could possibly do it next year, but I think that how the team's set up right now, if mm-hmm. it's not this year, it's going to be very difficult to make it happen within yeah. the next two years. Yeah. So, but the Lakers are my picks this year. They are the pick of this yes. year. Okay, and, and and the reason why I was asking is a couple reasons. One, Anthony Davis doesn't have to resign. Right, yep. he's on an expiring contract. Yep. Right, he doesn't have to resign. Uh, you got a lot of one-year contracts that were kind of handed out based off of the fact that who you have on this team. Right, mm-hmm. you know, LeBron taking up a lot of cap. He's there for four, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Right, so or I think and I guess three now. But yeah. so I mean, he's he's there for the long haul. Clearly, he made the investment to do it. He's like, I'm probably gonna end my career here. If not, maybe make one last jump when his son gets drafted. Um, but. I think that I, I think that if they don't get it done this year, I don't think they get it done. I, like it's low key, be really hard right? To get it done. I, I really just just based off of you know like the Nets are not going to be the Nets this year because Durant's not going to play, right? So Kyrie by himself, okay, maybe they sneak in the playoffs and then they get bounced. Um, you got you know Philly's only getting stronger still, right? I don't think Boston's a real big threat, honestly, on the whole overall scheme of it, right? Golden State's still there; they're not great. The Clippers are still going to be are, are going to be a monster, right? The Rockets are going to be a monster. The Bucks are there. You've got a lot of teams that are a lot younger that are just as good that, <laughs> that you really need yeah. to like. This is the year where LeBron pulls like the vetty present, the veteran presence, and just goes, "No, I I've got this." You know yeah. what I mean? And I think. He and needs- I think I think, to, I think through the season you'll see spurts of it. Yeah, I, I, don't, I think it's gonna. Be oh no, nice. I think everyone's gonna look past them because they're not gonna have like a seventy win regular season like yeah. everyone's expecting. They're gonna Absolutely. have like they're gonna be about a fifty, maybe even like a high forty season. Yeah, um, I don't see them going like fifty five plus. That's yeah. I don't think LeBron will play that many games. Yeah, I think he'll play about sixty games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't see like these people that are like, oh, they're gonna go sixty wins and easy. I'm like. Hold hold the phone. Yeah, like you're you're not in the regular season. You're not gonna go off and beat like the Bucks in Milwaukee. You're not yeah. gonna beat the Clippers every single time. You're not gonna beat you know Houston mm-hmm. three times. Like you're mm-hmm. not gonna just go out and just destroy these teams over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. However, you are good enough to coast through the bad teams this year. Oh, absolutely. Which really benefits because last year you go up against um who did they play Utah. Yeah, you go up against Utah and you're like. This is a fight. Like we're yeah. gonna drag out brawl with Utah, mm-hmm. and when it's Utah, that means everyone else that's above them. It's, it's very unattainable. Yep. This year, you saw Utah was like, okay, so we'll just, I'll go twenty five, you'll go twenty eight. Everyone else would shoot a little bit, and we'll win. <laughs> and like, that's kind of like how it was. It right, it didn't yeah. even look like really competitive right. through the whole game. Right. You played teams like the Hornets later. You played. And pretty much everybody else. Uh, literally anyone else. else. That, uh, if you're not a top four seed in, in each conference, the yeah, Lakers are going to The Lakers are going to, yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm not worried about On the that. Whole, and then the once you get series. to the playoffs, I think you That's can when you see click this. the switch. Yeah. you got Anthony Davis there now. Yeah. So now you got that big man down low that he's never really had. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can make arguments for like a Chris Bosh or a Kevin yeah, Bo- Love. Bosh was, Bosh was very good with the Heat. He was but very like good. Kevin Love was... Yeah. 
No. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this is like your first, okay, I got a big guy now. Yeah. So what are we going to do with it kind of thing? So I think I would say Lakers are my pick. Mm-hmm. Out of the East, I got Milwaukee. Okay. That's that's an interesting matchup. It's, it'll be fun. That'd be, That'd Giannis be amazing. versus Anthony Davis would be a treat. An absolute yes. treat. Yeah. I mean, I would have to say, I mean, I'm probably, I would probably agree with your assessment there. Um, you watch way more NBA than I do. I don't really, really start focusing in until right around the playoffs start. Um, outside of just watching the Pistons, just because I don't. It's just for me. It's too many games. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't have enough skin in the game for that kind of thing. You know, I'm not. LeBron is not my favorite player, so I don't. I don't feel the need to go. Oh, I gotta watch LeBron. Who is your favorite player right now? My favorite player in, in the league right that's now. That's not a Piston. That's not a Piston. You're gonna say Derrick Rose. I do, dude. I'm like way on the D Rose train. Way on the D Rose train. Um. Oh geez, that's tough. I really like Kawhi Leonard, and okay. you know why I like Kawhi Leonard is because so chill. It, not only like, that, because he doesn't say anything. That's why I mean, he's like, just. And what it is for me, it's his defensive ability just as much as his offense. Like yeah. I was a big fan of him when they drafted him when they beat the Heat the first time, and he just locked down anybody that came across him. Yeah. Like he was complete lockdown. I can appreciate the fact, like like a guy like that, where he doesn't say a lot in the media. He just wants to go out, play, and win. Yeah, and is a phenomenal player on both sides of the court. Yeah. That is a that is a true player. Like, you know, LeBron will always get the headlines right. He's the yeah. best player of our generation and it's not even a question. Um but there are, you know, like for me it's always like, okay, that's that for me that's always been like, okay, yeah, I get it. He's awesome. Do you ever think that uh, they should raise the expectations for Kawhi at all? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you've got you've got two championships now. Yeah. And you just beat the Warriors. I get it. They're beaten up. I get yeah. it. I understand that. But you just beat the Warriors. But you're in L.A. No, no. You're expected to win a championship. Because here's my my only grip with Kawhi is yeah. I don't like how the media treats Kawhi yeah. in an inverse effect. To where, LeBron. Where, yeah. yeah. Where, like, he can put up 25, 4, and 4. And they're like, great game by Kawhi. Yeah. But if LeBron puts up that number, you're like, what? The, because the problem and is. I, and I get. Yeah. LeBron the, is not compared to Kawhi. LeBron is compared to Jordan. That's, yeah, that's that's the problem. That's the issue. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, Kawhi is a two-time champion, two-time Finals MVP, yeah. and he puts up 25. He put up his career or tied his career high in assists at nine. Yeah. He's never hit ten assists ever. ever. Right. His right. career high in points. Now, granted, is he, yeah, yeah, I mean, twenty nine. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. thirty. I'm like, that's yeah. a career high. LeBron just hit that in a random night. Right. In yeah, Utah. No doubt. Yeah. No. Because, well, you, yeah. I'm, right. like, I'm not gonna compare Kawhi to LeBron because I don't think that they're they're not they're not in even the same stratosphere. And I think that's because you are a LeBron guy, right? I don't think that I don't think it's fair to compare to say that Kawhi is the best player in the world either because I still think. That on any night, LeBron is the best basketball player yeah. in the world. Not Durant, even in healthy. Not Curry. Not anybody else. LeBron. For if I needed it out of any player in this league right now, and I need one game, it is LeBron James. Every play until he tells me otherwise. Yeah. That is a hundred percent. And this is coming from a guy who was not a huge LeBron guy. But the respect that that man deserves for what he is able to do night after night at the age that he is doing it at. Ridiculous. He was getting shredded by like Stephen A. Smith and Kellerman and all these guys. Oh, LeBron was just abs. I'm like, I get it. It was only 18 points, but he's like 36. Like, yeah. he's a freak of nature that you're expecting to put up 40 points a night. It's not a thing anymore. Yeah. But when he does need to put up 40, he will. He will put up 40, and that is the difference between him and any other player in this league. And that is the reason why yeah. I take the Lakers, because I think if it came down to a right. Game 7 I don't, Clippers yeah, right. Lakers, yeah. I'd take LeBron over. I agree Leonard. with you, but that's the only problem I would have with the Lakers is that I don't know if I take the rest of that team because the Clippers that's... are built in a different way than the Lakers are, yeah. right? So I'd, I'll say the Lakers are probably the favorite, as they should be, but the Clippers are, like, right there. And, I yeah, mean, it's, it is the slimmest of margins. And if there is one false step by the Lakers, I think the Clippers are going to be a more consistent playing basketball team than the Lakers. I think you're going to see massive highs and really weird lows for the Lakers this year going oh, into do. the playoffs. I think the Clippers are just going to be steady for yeah. a good majority of that time. And I think that they will be the more consistent team even in the playoffs where I think the Lakers will go from one night, it'll be like, oh man, they barely just they just barely beat the Dallas Mavericks, you know, yeah. it was 100 to 94. And the next game it's 150 to 60. Yeah. It's going to be one of those kind of things. So I think you're ready for that. And I think a lot of Lakers fans are. But I think if they don't get it done this year, I don't think they get it done. That's so it's got to be this 
yeah. year for them. So it's gonna be. I'm really excited. This is the first year I've looked forward to the NBA season in a really long time because yeah. that Super Team Warriors is gone. Yeah. So it's kind of like now there's a little bit more balance, just a yeah. little bit. You know, I what actually I mean? don't think it's that far off of balance. Like, I yeah, think there's, I think yeah. there's, there's really a lot of yeah. teams that can win it, but. Yeah. But I think that there's a lot more. Before. There's a lot more competitiveness though in the in those teams. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, even though I don't think the Rockets have a shot at winning it, I think they're going to be fun to watch. And I think those series against the Lakers or the Clippers or whoever are going to be close, competitive series. Lakers all the way, Clippers all the way. But I still think that mm-hmm. oh man, they just won six. That was a hard six games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is going to be, which I think is. Better for the NBA oh, as a whole, which is which is really what we're all about. All right, let's do the let's check in. Last topic of the night: um, AEW NXT Wednesday Night Wars. We are officially a month in. Um, you know, AEW's won the ratings war, but it, let's be clear here: that really doesn't matter. We're a month in, and two, we've seen ratings decline every single week for both shows, which is a little scary, honestly. Yeah. A little bit if you're either if you're a fan of either one. Um, I want to say this. I want to start out with this. I don't know if you necessarily agree with me or not, but I would say that as just individual shows next to each other, right? Like watching AEW, watching NXT, I think AEW blew them out, blew NXT out weeks two and three, but I think NXT won the quality of show week one and four. Because of the create, just based off the creative, like Finn Balor turning, biggest thing that happened last week, right? Like, and here's why I say that. Watching that show last week with AEW, I thought the Lucha Brothers match, phenomenal. Best match of the night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Second, I would say, is the Triple Threat North American match. But I didn't like how they basically made the second tag fi- semifinal worth nothing. Mm-hmm. You can't have the Inner Circle walk out during that match if that match is supposed to mean that the winner goes to the finals for the tag titles. Yeah. You, you killed their heat immediately because everyone's paying attention to Chris Jericho mm-hmm. instead of paying attention to... You know, SCU and, and the Dark Order, who you needed to get over because they've been dominant the whole time. You know what I mean? So Finn Balor turning to me is a flip the channel type of move. There, you know what I mean? Yes, Where I, I think that that is a more long-standing move than anything that AEW did last week. Anything yeah. that they did, like that show for me, outside of the two tag matches where they had the where there's implications for the titles, yeah. right? Nothing else in that show mattered. Nothing I think, happened. I think it's gonna be very tough because I do think for and we can look at the upcoming yeah. show. Yeah, for sure. You can go. So on NXT side, you got the Finn Balor mm-hmm. turn, and he's probably gonna talk about why he turned. Yeah. And then you have the Karani of the first tag champs. Right. Which one do you want to watch more? It's almost like which one built oh, yeah. more intrigue. For sure. And for sure. I think it's actually going to be very split because I do think yeah. the Finn Balor There's both, built honestly. a lot of yeah. intrigue. Absolutely. But you're finding out a first ever, ever tag, champion tag team champion. Right. No for doubt a big about company. it. So it's like, yeah. I think AEW kind of went in on the easy, like on a... Oh yeah, first, like that's what I'm a, saying. That, that's what I'm saying. Weeks one and four because I enjoyed NXT week one. The, the first show where AEW was on TV, yeah. I enjoyed NXT shows more than I did AEW's. A- I watched AEW's first before I watched NXT's, right? But from a just just watching it, I thought that the product was better on NXT. Now, weeks two and three, it wasn't even close. Like, no. AEW completely blew them out of the water, and it wasn't even close. But I would say that from a quality perspective, I think NXT and AEW right now, four and four, I think are tied. In my um, opinion. I know people are going to doubt WWE just because AEW's new hotness. But just looking at it objectively, if you would have seen Matt Riddle and Adam Cole on AEW's show, nobody would have been watching NXT if that was on AEW's card. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't have happened. If they were never in WWE and they were just in NXT or, or in, in AEW, no one watches. You know what I mean? Everyone's like, oh, that was best. That was the best match. If it happened at a different ring. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's, uh, that's my biggest thing is I think some people... And we've talked about this before. I don't want people to fall into the, well, it was AEW, and I don't like WWE, so AEW is better. Mm-hmm. Okay? Like, what we have to do on this show is is provide a, a fair and non-biased opinion. Like, I've watched AEW. Uh, this is the first time I have watched a, uh, a wrestling show start to finish, sat down, and just watched it for a month. I haven't done that for Raw in a long time. SmackDown, same thing. You know what I mean? So this is the first time I have like, oh, it's Wednesday. I'm going to watch AEW tonight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, no doubt about it. But going back the next day and I'll watch NXT because I forgot it recorded. And I watch it all and I go, that was a pretty damn good show. You know what I mean? I don't know. How, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, because that was my biggest takeaway. I went, 
they're winning the war- ratings war, you know, for whatever that is worth. But I'm like, it's closer war than people think it is. I think it's closer. Yeah. I do think it's it, it's closer. Yeah. I don't I don't know which one I like better. I'm um, enjoying AEW better. I think I, 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 I overall I like AEW better. It's yes, just, I, I would agree with you on that. Yeah, it's very. They're just so different. They it's, are very different. So it's Absolutely. almost like you can you get different crowds for both. Mm-hmm. I think everything goes AEW's way. They're new. Your yep. bigger arenas. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. NXT's in full sale every week. Right. While AEW gets a new crowd every week. Yep. Um, it's new hotness. It's, it's just a new, new hotness. hotness. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I just when I watch that, I think what AEW does very well yep. is their first match is hot. keeps you in hot. the whole time very because much so. it's so good. Yeah, because you're just like you get Lucha Bros yep. and Private, Private Party. Party, and you're yep. saying there you go. Okay, so this is going to be the opening match. Yep. What's the main event match going to be? Because the main right. event match should be better. Is right. it? Probably not. But it should be better. But right. it keeps you invested the whole time. Mm-hmm. Where NXT almost goes, we're going to give you a little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit. Big Damn. main event. Yeah, right. So it's Absolutely. almost yeah. it's almost like I I actually when I watch it on Wednesday nights, I actually start with AEW and end with NXT. Right. Which yeah. Is really so I try to I try to like watch them both like in a vacuum. So I try to watch one completely and yeah. inter- uninterrupted. Oh, and then I watch the other one other uninterrupted. That way I get like the full value of what they're trying to the story. Yeah. Like from start all the way to finish. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I was try I did that week one. I tried doing both and I'm like, this is too much stuff. I'm missing yeah. too much stuff on both sides. So I gotta just watch one and I did that week one. I afterwards I went and rewatched AEW's first one and I rewatched NXT's first episode on the yeah. Wednesday. And you know, I just like I said, I only reason why I wanted to bring this up is because I think that there's a lot of like they're like, oh yeah, just, just killing them and, and everything. I'm just like I'm like, yeah, maybe, but man it's not for lack of trying, and I think WWE is doing a lot of good things on the NXT brand right yeah. now. You know, the only thing I would say is a caveat for NXT is that the you gotta you're re- I'm really worried because you take the Undisputed Era right now away from NXT, you're screwed because yeah. every phenomenal match that's coming out right now has all been the Era mm-hmm. right now. Like that Triple Threat match, oh Robbie Strong's in it. No, that's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be good. You know what I mean? Yeah. That Red Rooster Adam Cole, oh, that's gonna be that's gonna be good. Tad titles on the line again. Oh, that's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's the only thing they got to worry about a little bit is that you're you got a heavy heavy reliance right now upon the Undisputed Era as your champions. Like yeah. I mean, I get it that the best workers in the company I think right now, um, but at the same time, like man, you gotta have other matches that interest me a little bit without yeah. you know what I mean that's what I mean uh, is besides those guys yeah. matches I think AEW's yeah. winning with well but you know you got Finn you got Champa coming you got stuff yeah, that's, that's heating be, up you feel it's extremely it's exciting it's extremely exciting I just thought I'd check in first month It's yeah. this is the first time we've been able really to talk about another company in the states mm-hmm. that's really putting up a good fight with the WWE as a whole, really, yeah. you know what I mean, which I think is extremely fun and extremely good for both sides. You don't got to be a AEW or a WWE guy to just be able to be like, I'm a wrestling fan. I enjoy yeah. both sides of it. It's okay. You can enjoy if you both. could only watch one though, like if you couldn't watch the other, which right. one would you rather watch? Right now, as it stands, I would rather watch AEW. Okay. Right now, I'd rather watch that just because I've seen so much of what they've already done in NXT, right? So I'm like, okay, I kind of know. Like, you yeah. kind of get a feel. AEW's like, okay, wh- how are they going to build this? That's the entry. Now, if you ask me a year from now, could be a different answer. Yeah, could just, be. You know what I mean? It's all, that's the best part about it is we're going to be talking a year from now and be like, remember when AEW was fun and exciting? Now we've got the exact same complaints that we have about them as, as WWE. I mean, I already have the same complaints as I do with WWE. <laughs> Yeah, I know. You're hard to please. You know, you're tough. I'm very hard to please. <laughs> All right. That's going to be it for this week's episode. Uh, next week, I don't even know. What are we talking next week? Um, wait, I can think about it. We can talk about it? Wait, All right. You, like, we're going to talk for a second. I can yeah, we're, we're going to think about it. Okay. Well, that's going to be it for this week. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, usually we talk about yeah. Usually we talk lions or some some other fun some stuff. Some good stuff. Some um, good stuff. Oh, we'll talk about. Oh wait, we can do a card preview for full gear. Full gear. That's good. I like it. Oh, and we can uh, just say why uh, Crown Jewel was such a disaster. Ooh, that's always that's fun. Cool. All right, yeah, good wait. job. High five. All right, good. All right, that'll be it for this week's episode for the Merc Zone for the Missing Whale Man. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, and we will see you guys as always next time.